If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hi, this is Mike Hoss, new voice of the Saints and Odyssey Radio. You are listening to Tina and Jeff on Floors Truly Podcast. Live from New Orleans, home of good food, good music, and tons of fun, this is Tina and Jeff with Floors Truly. Hey, Jeff, welcome back. Welcome back. I know, it's beautiful, right? I'm so glad to be back. It's been an eventful couple of weeks <laughs> it, it's been slightly uh slightly hectic but you know what uh things are things are starting to uh to turn and to really make a difference and i i think that we are grateful for for the fact that we have uh, so many people that have made it through and so many people that are continuing to uh, push on, and this it just shows the resiliency of Southeast Louisiana, and I love it. Yeah. I knew it because I was born and raised here. You know, anyone who was born and raised here and lives here knows it. But I think people outside of the area are seeing that now. Um, you know, that's the beauty of me saying, you know, we are Louisiana strong. It's just not the name of my relief group. It is a true testament to the people here in Southeast Louisiana. Um, we have come together and I say we, because I mean, every single person that's out there listening that has done something, you know, or has been affected, we have been getting through this and, um, you know, it's, it's been rough, but I mean, you know, we are going to get through it. We're going to recover. Um, there's been a lot of people talking about this online and just, you know, the relief efforts from the national groups, the, the relief efforts from the local groups, people that have come together and it's been absolutely incredible. If you weren't personally affected by damage to your home, you know someone that was, and it, as bad as it could have been, you know someone else who's got it a hundred times worse. worse. So, exactly right. you know, I have seen images. I've been getting texts. I've been getting, you know, uh, DMs online of images and stories. And it's just, I could do a podcast every day for the next two weeks and not even get close to touching on these people's stories. And, you know, my, my passion project that's near and dear to my heart, Louisiana strong that I started, you know, five years ago when we had that unprecedented flooding in, in Southeast Louisiana, you know, she's, you know, she's my baby and every year I've needed her. And this time more than ever, you know, this group has been really on, on the ground running and it's been unfortunate because we have, four people that are admins of this group, you know, me, myself included, and two of them are really devastated in their hometowns. Mm. So they're doing what they can to get their homes back in order and help their community. So Louisiana Strong is is now, this is probably the the, the most effort that we've had to, to really put forth since it started because Ida is so widespread. I mean, people have been asking me, they want to compare hurricanes and I always hate to do that, but they're, you know, what do you think towards, I said, this is way worse than Katrina because the damage is so widespread all over so many parishes and so many cities and communities, places that people don't even know. They can't even pronounce. I I got to tell you, we will, we will get into probably sometime in the fall. I think it would be interesting for us to really dig into the differences between Katrina 
and Ida. And I can tell you, as somebody who has been through the community on the roads from from the morning after Ida, I was on the roads the morning after Katrina. I really have seen the swaths and know the differences. We will talk about that. We will do a show about comparing these storms and and why we continue to live here because that's the question I get a lot. And it's because mm-hmm. we live, I think, in one of the greatest places in the world, one of the great melting pots, one of the great cultural centers of the world. And uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. But Tina, I got to tell you, as much as the devastation that has happened the last couple of weeks and, and in my own life and everybody else that, that, that is around me, you know, seeing what they're going through. I might not feel any worse for one person, but for one person right now, I really feel like a disaster happened. But at the same time, it just makes me so happy. And Aaron Rodgers has to feel terrible after (laughs) what our wonderful New Orleans Saints did this past weekend. We needed that game more than ever. It was three hours of a distraction escaping from reality. And we wanted the Saints to win. We wanted them to bring us joy. And boy, did they ever. They handed the league MVP his worst loss of his career. 35 point deficit and just basically embarrassed them. And all I'm going to say is this. I, I was concerned about this game at the beginning of the season for different reasons. I said this on, on my radio interview last week. Um, I was concerned for a lot of reasons. I was even more concerned because of them not practicing at home, practicing on the road, not having a home crowd, going to Jacksonville, you know, these players, their homes are damaged. They hadn't been away from their friends and family as well. So there was a lot of other distractions in addition to the issues on the field with the new players and Jameis Winston and not knowing, you know, who's going to be our wide receiver, the injuries at tight end, injuries on defense. And when I say they showed up and showed out, I mean, it was incredible. They lifted the entire community up. And it was a spectacular game. I don't know if people out there were listening to it because they couldn't watch it. People were watching it in the midst of, you know, trying to, uh, you know, redo their homes and get, get things taken care of. But it was absolutely incredible. I couldn't have asked for a better game at a time when we needed it. Jameis Winston, his first game as starter of the New Orleans Saints, set a record to be the first quarterback to throw less than 150 yards and five touchdowns. Five He's already touchdowns. setting records his first game. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers was embarrassed. And all I'm going to say is this about this. When your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, who is the lead MVP, is more concerned about pl- being the host of a television show, of a game show, Jeopardy, than doing OTAs with his players, that say- says something. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked rusty. He just, his his post-press conference, he looked physically terrible I don't know what's going on in Green Bay, but they've got issues on and off the field, and it shows. And, you know, all I can say is the Saints took advantage of it. I was We were live tweeting the game, and I said, get in his face early, get in his head early. That's exactly what our defense did. They didn't come out slow like in the past. Um, with all the injuries that we had, that's the only thing negative I can say about this game is that we had a lot of injuries afterwards. Davenport is out with a pec injury. Lattimore hurt his thumb. McCoy's got a, a strained calf. So that's the only negative I can say about this game is that we had injuries. But you know what? 
next man up. We got a lot of depth. This team's got a lot of heart. They proved and answered a lot of questions to me and concerns that I had going into the season. I don't feel the same way I did. I want us to come back home and play in that game, you know, uh, on September 3rd in the Superdome. Um, I, 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 See, yes, October 3rd. Of- I'm sorry, October 3rd. Um, it's been a crazy 16 days. I don't oh, know yeah. where I'm coming oh, or yeah. going sometimes. I mean, you know, really, I've had very little sleep. I've got four jobs. I mean, just I, <laughs> I really don't even know if I'm coming or going. But, you know, I'm getting through it because that's what I do. I'm Louisiana strong like that's everybody right. else. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. but, uh, but right now our game against Carolina Sunday is in jeopardy because we've got seven people on the team, coaches and nutritionists and a, and a player that's on the COVID list. So now our, our game Sunday is in jeopardy and we probably won't know anything about that until towards the end of the week. But, um, you know, that news just broke recently. So I, yeah, that sucks. I don't even want to think about that. You know, I'm right. trying to think about today. That's my just new mantra. I don't look forward. Don't just look at today. Don't think about it, Tina. Don't worry I'm about not. next week. Let's I'm talk not. about this past week. And you Great. are right. That defense <laughs> was stout from the start. And you talk about the fact that I think it was with minutes left in the in the second half that, that Green Bay even sniffed the 50 yard line. Uh, we we saw a defense that was that was hungry, that was already questionable to begin with. People people knew the defense was good, but people were like, oh well the cornerbacks and no. There was none of that. And the fact that you take Aaron Rodgers and you give him a quarterback rating of 36.8, I think the statistic is if you took every snap for 40 snaps and it was an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he threw in the dirt, he would have had a better threw rating. In the dirt, you would have a 38 quarterback rating. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers finished below that. And that speaks to what our defense did. That is exactly what. Um, the Saints wanted to come out and do. And Sean Payton, you know, the Saints of all teams has been somebody, has been a team that has had to move and shake. And and under under Sean Payton, we've had to do this a couple of times now. We've had to do it, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, for different reasons. But we did it this time once again uh, on the road. He looked Even like a kid a in the candy store. The he looked he looked like a kid in a candy store. He absolutely was. And he James really Winston, did. Jameis Winston, I have to say, I think has proven a lot of the haters wrong. He and did. the most valuable thing he said was Drew Brees taught me to believe in the process and not just about the outcome of, of the game. And did you hear how he how Drew texted him prior to the game just to check on him? I heard about it. And you could see Jameis's face light up when he said that. So that tells you the relationship that they built in such a short time. Drew knew that he was handing the team over. You know, we all look at it as fans and some, you know, some fans look at it like they're scouts <laughs> on the outside of these players evaluations, what's going on. I mean, we just don't know. We got to trust the process and what Sean, Pay- he's a genius. He sees things obviously that we don't see. And a lot of fans were questioning and, 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 you know, there was even talk, Hey, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay next year, you know, maybe he'll come to the saints. And, you know, if this keeps up with, with Jameis Winston's performance and the team just, you know, playing the way they are as a complete team, I mean, that, that discussion's out well, the window. Jameis <laughs> looked poised and he looked he did. like he no. was not, even at times when he was in trouble, he made plays that 
the Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would not have would made. not have he done. No, he was very comfortable, very he, comfortable he, in the pocket. He made an attempt that wasn't putting the ball in any danger. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. You cannot ask for. And the O line, the O line gave him a lot of time. I mean, there was, you know, he's a mobile quarterback. So there was a lot of times that he was looking around trying to find someone to throw to downfield. No one was open, but he had time, didn't take a sack. And he's not, and, and he's mobile, but he's not known to be a guy who can run. And and he was taking off at times that it was opportune and he was not afraid to take a hit. You watched him lower his shoulder and bounce off of a, 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 a defender to try to get a first down. It was, it was we a fun game. He saw that early in the game. Yes. And I it was think a really fun game. Yeah. And it wasn't because we, you know, we won by such a large margin for me being a fun game. It was because it was a complete game that something I hadn't seen in a while. And I said this on the show last week with Georgette, every season we can, we're concerned about the defense and they start slow. And I said, this year, I don't feel like that's, my concern. I was because we had so many veterans on the defense. We had, you know, Demario Davis, we had Malcolm Jenkins, we had Cam. So I felt like the defense, I wasn't as worried about them starting slow like they normally do. It was the offense I had the concerns with because we didn't know how Jameis was going to build chemistry. We didn't have uh, the third preseason game. We don't have a fourth preseason game anymore. Michael Thomas is on IR, Traquan Smith. So I just, those, those, my concerns were more on the offense than they were on the defense this year. So I'm I'm glad I was right about that because that was the one thing about this game I was actually right about. I, you know, I didn't go on the record to to say officially if I thought the Saints were going to win and lose, but I said, it, you know, whatever happens, it would be a very close three, you know, three point game is what I was giving. And I, I said the score was going to be uh 30, 27. And I'm glad I was wrong. I really am because I was, I was wrong about a lot of things with this game, but the defense performed exactly where I thought they were going to be. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing them play hopefully this week at Carolina. Realistically, if we can get through, you know, these COVID restrictions and this game isn't forfeited or postponed. If you look at our schedule, we've got Carolina on the road. We've got New England Patriots, which they're not the Patriots of the past. You know, then we come back home and play New York. Then we've got Washington in a bye week. Realistically, we could start 5-0 and or 4-1. and and then roll into the bye week, and who do we get back after the bye week? Right, right, exactly. Michael Thomas. Then, then the big gun comes back, yes, and especially we, yes. when you look at a week when, when you had a no-name guy that was your number one receiver. Yes. I mean, well, not <laughs> he's making mention, his name for himself, though. <laughs> your, your entire receiving core is a bunch of no-name guys, but you ended up in a situation that. You had uh, Juwan Johnson, who had two touchdowns, who looked really good. Deontay Harris looked really good. And Marquez Callaway, who we've seen is capable of amazing, uh, 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 you know, plays on the field. We saw that we now have those names that are going to come together. We now see that trust that the team has around Jameis Winston. And you and I talked, I think in the last show you and I did together, that the one thing that irritated me was that they hadn't named Jameis Winston the starter sooner. And I think that there was no other course of action for this team. Taysom Hill, we need him to play the role he plays. And he is better at it than any player in the league. 
I just don't think he is an every-down starter. makes it very difficult for other teams' defenses to plan for what we're going to do. They give us that, you know, it factor of, you know, what – like Sean Payton, he's such a genius. I don't think there's any other coach other than Bill Belichick and what he's done in the past that is so just – you know, full of bag of tricks like Sean Payton is. And now, like I said, he's got a new toy. You know, we make jokes about his his call sheet looking like a Waffle House menu. And somebody posted an image on Twitter of last year's and this year's. And of course, you know, it's, it's and of course, he's got a lot more. We've got Jameis Winston who's mobile and, you know, he, he's got an arm, can throw down field. But it's funny because I have to give a shout out to, to Lori, who's a Green Bay Packers fan. She said to me before the game, you know, talking about Latavius Murray and that, and thinking that was going to be a mistake going into the game with, you know, a, a unproven player in Tony Jones Jr., which anybody listening to the show knows that I have been a fan of his since that first preseason game. Yep. And she said, you know, wow, he knew what he was doing. Sean Payton knew what he was doing. She's like, you know, Murray's now with the Ravens. Tony Jones Jr. had a really good showing uh, in the preseason game. He had, a, you know, a good performance in this game. He's younger. He's faster. Um, he brings more to the table. And I think him and Kamara are going to have really good chemistry because now Kamara moves into that older brother role. Whereas, you know, before when Mark Ingram was here and they had such a good relationship, I just feel like Murray and him never developed that. And that chemistry wasn't on the field. And of course, you know, Murray didn't have such a great performance last year and, you know, he was due money. And so the Saints, the Saints knew what they were doing. I don't question those decisions as far as the financial aspect, because Miggy Loomis is an absolute genius when it comes to uh, motivating players and, and renegotiating contracts and and uh, signing money in, well, in, in, and, in the and salary cap. Know it was great. <laughs> players want to play here. Yeah, they do want they desire to be a. You know, 15 saint. years ago, we could not say that. So. Absolutely not. Absolutely when they got not. drafted, it was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to the Saints. And now they want to come here, but Mickey's making things happen. I mean, you know, we were just talking about this after the game. Lattimore signed his contract. I, I even made the joke. I was like, is that how he hurt his thumb is signing that big old contract? Because he was out there playing, but they said he hurt his thumb in the middle of the game and still came back out and played. So, I mean, you know, the, the Saints are always moving parts around. I mean, we didn't have a kicker. They put Will Lutz on IR, and, and we signed, you know, our kicker. And then we literally activated him to the roster the day before the game. So there's always moving parts with this team. I don't doubt them in that aspect. It's just what we question as fans is watching the game and seeing some of the play calls on the field. But when I say Sean Payton called a perfect game, Sunday and you know it was executed on every point like again the only complaint I have is the injuries and that's not anybody's fault it's just happened and we just hope and pray that they get well and they get better and get back on the field um because I'm excited I'm really excited for what I saw and we needed it the community needed it you know Louisiana needed it I can't wait for our boys to come back home and uh you know I I look forward to all the things I know that the Saints are going to do they've already donated money to the Gulf Coast Release Fund I know a lot of players are and their charity uh, organizations they've said when they get back and they can really you know get on the ground floor running and see what's going on that um they're going to be very active in it and that's one thing about our community and our players and people you know it's it's much bigger than football here it really is they're not just our team it is always bigger than football. And even though LSU gave us the letdown the week prior, right after the storm uh, in in the Rose Bowl, I think there's a lot of pressure there. But LSU came back this weekend. I thought it was a very interesting game. LSU plays McNeese State. And who is the quarterback? 
other than Cocho's own son <laughs> is the quarterback of McNeese State. And uh, it was an in-state rivalry. Of course, LSU found a way to put it together. They come out with a win, 34-7. to And even aside from that, we get Tulane that last week put up an amazing fight. They were facing they were facing off against one of the best teams in the country, one of the teams that was really uh, supposed to be in the hunt for the national championship. And Tulane did not give up, even though that was supposed to be a big home game against Oklahoma. They were on the road. They played in Oklahoma and they did a great job, by the way, of putting the, the green waves on the field and trying to make Tulane feel at home. Make it feel home, yes. But uh, but what they really did was they showed that they're a team that is not going to play around. Oklahoma was ranked number two in the country last week. Tulane uh, played them very close, lost by uh, what many will argue is a yard in that game. And then, of course, this week uh, they come back out against Murray State and they win 69 to 20. Next week, they are up against number 17, Mississippi State. This is the first time in a long time that I can remember that the Saints, the Tigers, and Tulane. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. All won in the first in the in the first NFL week of the season, and uh, that says a lot about our local community and what football mm-hmm. means to us. You know? Everybody really needed that, and 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 I'll admit, normally I can watch the games. I've just been so busy. I didn't get a chance to see the LSU game or listen to or watch the the, uh, the Tulane game because I've been so busy, but I mean, I, I was rooting for them. I even posted one. I was like, Oh, before I forget, go Tigers, go green wave. Cause <laughs> it's just been, you know, insane couple of weeks, but I mean, I, you know, I'm pulling for the home team and, 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 and I'm glad the LSU won because I do know this, there was a lot of chatter online with that loss against um, UCLA and talking about coach O and his job security. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is, I mean, LSU fans are so passionate. I mean, we say Saints fans are passionate. LSU is takes it to another level. But, I mean, week one to talk about a loss and, you know, sitting there putting your coach's head on the chopping block already. I was just like, man, you know. But I think I think it had a lot to do with just the circumstances of, you know, hey, LSU was the first game we had after, this, after the, the hurricane. You know, LSU played and then the Saints played. But I think that, that you know, it's just I, I think there was a lot of pressure and people wanted, you know, we're looking for that win you know, something to kind of up, make every, lift everybody's spirits and it didn't happen. Um, so, you know, I, I attribute to that. I don't really know otherwise, because like I said, I've been so crazy busy, but, um, you know, they, they were passionately upset about it. But I mean, I'm glad they all came back and had a win. It was great for our community. Saints won in spectacular fashion. LSU pulled out their win and of course, Tulane. So great reason to. And you know what else? 
<laughs> the Pelicans are less than three weeks away from their first game of the season. And we're all chomping at the bit to see that. So is it really? I wow. It is I keep, all October the 4th. I forget. Cause it's like, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, we're, you know, almost midway through this month. And I'm like, I feel like, it, you know, it's just literally was September and we're, you know, tomorrow makes halfway mark of, of, of the month. So, you know, fall starts, uh, you know, on the, on, what is it? The 22nd, I think is the first day of fall. So, um, I, I forget and, that course, with everything going on, <laughs> you know, the, the, the other thing is, and we talked about it a good bit last year is that Louisiana has some of the best high school football in the country. The schools have been out obviously with the hurricane, but we're going to see the, the, the high school football taken off here in the, in the, 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 the whole Gulf coast area. I, I, there is so much excitement at this time of year, this fall season, when you get back to football, you get back to, to the, the backside of hurricane season, September the 10th was the peak. And even though it seems that, uh, the tropics are very active right now, we are at least past the peak and we do have glimmers of hope. Of course, right now I look out the window and Tropical Storm Nicholas is wreaking havoc across yes. the entire Louisiana coast. Made landfall as a hurricane is now a tropical storm. And if anybody remembers history, Hurricane Harvey came through and just really devastated Houston, Galveston, Beaumont area. Um, we had Laura last year with Lake Charles. And I'm going to tell you this, I have learned a lot, Jeff, in the last two weeks from that community. There are people still there that are fighting with their insurance company. Their homes are still gutted. They're just getting furniture back in their homes. They're still waiting on contractors to come out because, I mean, when you've got that much damage and there's not a lot of companies here and there's COVID, there's material shortages, which you know because you work in the industry. So there's material shortages, lumber prices. They are still struggling so much. Like I you know, found all this out and I just, you know, I, re I knew it, but I didn't, the depths of it, you know, because when right. you're going through it yourself and your community's going through it, you know, and especially with Louisiana strong people talk and they, you, you share the stories, they're really still struggling and they're no longer getting the attention or the resources that they need. They're on their own down there. And, you know, people, like, if you've ever had to file a claim for an insurance, um, I mean, for a hurricane, you know, you, you fight and then you file supplements because material costs goes, and especially right now there's shortages. Lumber's not like, I mean, it's come down some, but I mean, it's not like it was three years ago. So, I mean, you know, insurance companies. Oh, materials are an issue. Absolutely. It, it, it is. There's shortages in everything. I mean, it's just, we could do a show about all the issues with shortages in food and chips and cars. And so, I mean, you know, think about it when you've got a community that's as devastated as this and everybody's fighting to get roofs fixed and get soffit, fascia, gutters, sheetrock, um, you know, stud uh, remediation in their homes, furniture, just to but, buy furniture. Tina, you I know, have to implore crazy. people, if you are <laughs> in the Louisiana area, if you are in the impacted area from Hurricane Ida, be sure that even if you have the slightest bit of damage, you file the claim with the homeowner's insurance yes. because there's still a whole lot of activity that's out there. And the hurricane deductible only applies once. Yes, I found that out. I found day. that out, too. Um, I, I found that out, too. So 
a lot of people have 2%, 3%, and 5% hurricane deductibles, which, I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, five digits there having to pay out a deductible. So especially, you know, with any damage, and, and the, we're going to see this probably. We'll be talking about this next week and the week after. A lot of people's homes that were tarped, you know, depending on where they're at and the wind coming in, because this happened with us with Katrina and Rita. You know, those tarps get torn up and then it rains in your home and you get more damage. So definitely assess your home. Don't just assume, you know, tomorrow or, or, or uh, Friday when the when the winds pass, you know, that everything's OK. Go up there and assess that and make sure everything's go, OK. Go assess it while this is all happening. Keep an eye on your roof. If you've got a tarp on your roof or if you've got a blue roof, whatever. Just go up and see if that water is coming into your attic. It may not be enough to reach your home, but at least you've got a progression of things that are happening. So as long if you had damage that, you know, your your deductible is 20 grand on your insurance, but on Hurricane Ida, you only had $2,000 worth of damage, file the claim because there's still a lot of hurricane season left to go. Mm -hmm. And if you look at what's coming in the tropics right now, we are still a target. Not only has tropical storm, as we speak, Nicholas in Texas, it has crossed the Bay of Galveston. It is about to possibly go back into the Gulf. So we have to watch what these storms are gonna do because we know that they're developing quickly. We already know the statistic that there have been 19 landfalls in the last two hurricane seasons. This is unprecedented, and you need to make sure you're paying attention. So if there's one and not only that, we have Odette take. out there too. That o- Odette <laughs> and and the one that's that's still trying to decide if it's going to fish out or not. And so, uh, and this is still only right after the peak. In so many stories. You have a lot of activity that, that happens after the peak. And people and, uh, always ask me why I got married in November. This is why. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly I didn't right. want to have to worry about <laughs> postponing it and bad weather. And of course, fall is my favorite time of the year. I mean, I, September 1st, I decorate and look. Uh, we had no power and I'm pulling out the fall decorations. And I said, I don't even care on Monday, the 30th. I'm like, it's not the first I'm decorating anyway. I needed something to, you know, lift my spirits. So I did it. But yeah, the fall is my favorite time of the year anyway. I mean, it's football, fall and y'all, that's my little flag I've got out in my garden. And, you know, especially with the storm, you do, you know, everybody does what you got to do to lift yourself up. You know, Saints weren't playing. Uh, and, you know, I was like, let me go pull my decorations out. And then, of course, you know, after that, I was like, OK, it's time to, to amp up Louisiana strong, which I've talked about. Yep. You and I Jeff know about this. It's my little relief group, my passion project. It's close to my heart. And, you know, we have been nonstop busy. There are so many local organizations out there that are doing good. We post everything, you name it, especially because the storm is so widespread. We have not forgotten any parishes, Terrebonne, Lafouche, Tangipahoa, St. Charles, St. James, Ascension, Jefferson, Orleans. I mean, thankfully this time, you know, Orleans Parish was not as devastated as it was with Katrina. But of course, you know, people are talking about it on the news. They, They refer to, oh, New Orleans, you know, Ida's damage in New Orleans. And there's a lot of small communities with with towns, and I'll be the first to say, I can pronounce them, but I probably can't spell them correctly, that people have never even heard of. 
and they're hurting. They're really hurting. They still don't have power. They're not expected to have power to the end of the month, which puts them at exactly 30 days without power. And, you know, supplies were really short at first. Generators were hard to get your hands on. Gasoline, there was wait to two hours, you know, fights breaking out at gas stations. Um, You know, people couldn't get tarps. They couldn't get gas cans. There was lines at Home Depot and Lowe's, if they were even open in these areas, to get supplies. They were only letting in so, because you do realize we're still in the the middle of a pandemic. So they're only letting so many people in the store. They don't have a lot of cashiers because the cashiers are dealing with things at their own homes if they can even get to work because tree lines are down, power lines are down. The, you know, power lines, the main, uh, you know, uh, um, I don't know what to call it, transformer was in the Mississippi River. (laughs) For, you know, for energy, I mean, like the tree lines are down, poles are been, have been pulled out of the ground, um, which I had personal experience with that because it happened to me after Katrina. My tree fell on the power line and, you know, knocked it down, ripped the, the lines out of my home, my neighbor's home and the house next door. So even when our, our neighborhood got power, we didn't have power because we had an electrician have to come out and, you know, retie everything into our house because our weatherhead was gone. So, I mean, people are experiencing that now. They have no poles, you know, and trucks can't get down the street. They've got to, you know, it's a process. You've got to. So I give props to these linemen. It is absolutely incredible what our community has been doing for them. Thousands of linemen everywhere everywhere working. If you're in southeast Louisiana and you haven't seen uh, a lineman from probably out of state, then you've probably uh, just been living under a rock Thousands or still of them swimming are here, from the storm, sleeping in their know? cars. And there's there's actually Facebook groups like Feed the Lyman, Support Our Lyman. They're feeding them. They're, they're going out and get them in toiletry, supplies, whatever they need. And it is crazy because now the wives are posting videos online, thanking them, saying, you know, my husband has sent me a grocery list of things he wants when he comes home. He said, I'm going to have to buy him new clothes because y'all are feeding him so good. He's eating so much. But these guys are working from sunup to sundown. You know, there's pictures. If you go online, you can see them. I post them on, on Louisiana Strong, but they're everywhere on social of them working out in the rain. You know, they're in the marsh. You know, trying to get lines. I mean, these guys have been working around the clock. There's to just give so you an idea of damage. the depth of how many linemen are here. The Mall of Louisiana is one of the largest malls in the Gulf South region. The entire parking lot is full of trucks, bucket trucks, uh, by linemen that are in from out of town that are sitting put. And, and traveling into different areas of the state. Tina, mm-hmm. you know how big that property is. It's got to be at least a square mile, if not larger. And that entire property has been full since the days right after Ida with those. Uh, those I can trucks. tell you, I was on the road. I mean, I was through, you know, Jefferson Parish. I didn't see hardly, I think I saw maybe one or two that had Louisiana plates. They all were from out of state. Kentucky, and Michigan, is- Kansas. They are from everywhere, and we are grateful to have them. And I'm so glad that our community is taking care of these folks. And let's also talk about the tree removal people that have come in from all across the country mm-hmm. and immediately open the roads. Tina, this is the first storm, and I have been through many hurricanes in my years. I haven't even evacuated for a hurricane since 1993. And, and so... Looking at what has happened, uh, actually it was 1991, if I remember correctly, Um, but looking at what these guys did with the trees, getting the roads open, 
we have seen local government being active and efficient. We've seen uh, emergency crews being able to come in, make sure that there's some type of order and get the streets cleared. Are there issues? Absolutely. In New Orleans. That's a dangerous job. People don't realize that. That's a a very dangerous job to be cutting trees because you don't know, you know, what's in that. I mean, and I'm not talking like a little tiny tree. I'm talking like, you know, huge oak trees and, and pine trees. And, and, you know, it, it, like you can't get down a road. You can't get, you can't drive around it. There's power lines down, you know, we're kind of known for our wildlife here (laughs) and and storms do bring them out. We have a lot of ditches and canals and drainage here. And And it's a dangerous job. We've seen two and 300 year oak trees that this storm has claimed. Look what happened to Oak Alley. Yeah. Oak Oak Alley is a perfect example. We were just at Oak. Park is another one. If people don't know that the trees really took significant damage. So you can see it all across the city. This didn't break trees in half. Those old oaks, it pulled them straight out of the ground. Mm -hmm. The root systems that in some cases are 5, 10, 15 foot deep, pulled them right out of the Mm -hmm. ground. There's a lot of images we saw online. Now, I will say this. I do know, know we were just at Oak Alley last year. And they did say the house itself is 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 fine, but the tree and the trees base they called it a haircut, you know. It but it's the land we and saw I say landscape. City Park during Katrina. Yes, yeah, that. the landscape of it because I mean a beautiful alley. You know they have so many weddings that are held there, mm-hmm. but um, you know it they'll recover from it. I mean again, like in the grand scheme of things, they were very fortunate. But I mean you see trees and like you said, these got you know these arborists and and these companies that are out here from all over the country are out there doing and they again they're working sun up to sundown. Dangerous job. I mean the got the volunteers. I'm not talking like the, the organizations that are here, like Samaritan's Purse and Crisis Cleanup and the Blue Roof Program. I'm talking the volunteers that are on their uh, communities, you know, and their residents' roofs, tarping and putting up blue roofs right now. And, you know, we with the last three days, you know, we haven't had the greatest of weather. And they've been able to tell us that, um, you know, we're, we're going to be able to be to be able to, um, you know, support them and them come out and, and do all the things that they're doing. So, you know, I, I like I, I, I get commend them. I really commend them for their efforts and what they've been doing because everybody's been working hard. And yeah. it's just, again, testimony to this community. Yeah, this community keeps on pushing and uh, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. I'm super proud of it. And, and Tina, I got to say, one of the other things I want to mention is that immediately after the storm, We talked about the restaurant industry so much and what they faced against the pandemics, uh, the pandemic and what they faced with with so many of the the tourist season being interrupted. We had so many restaurants across the community that the the employees came to work. I'm talking about Monday after the storm and said, we need to we got food. We need to cook it. And let's feed as many people as we mm-hmm. can. And they did it at no charge. And 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 I tell you, uh, a couple of the ones I want to point out, Bienvenue, which is uh, one that was very close to my home. Uh, we went over there and they fed us and we, we joined in and we just tried to help out and 
feed as many people as we possibly could, which the community over in Harahan really appreciated and, and it worked out well. Uh, and then over in New Orleans, we were coming through trying to uh, uh, get over to Cherie's work in New Orleans if we hadn't eaten in a day. And we came across Louisiana Pizza Kitchen, which sits right in the river bend. And they were just waving people in like, hey, please come get some food. Can we get you a cold beer? Can we? There was a guy sitting out front playing the saxophone. And I'm yeah, sitting I mean, there look, eating that pasta, food, drinking they, they a beer. Cook and that, a they got to cook that food in one way or yeah. another. I, so it, it's real. And it's cool because I saw, you know, there was a group out in um on Veterans by the Home Depot and the Super Walmart. And they were just like a group of neighbors. They weren't even with an organization. They were just yep. out there grilling. And, you know, got what they could get out of their freezers and got together. And, you know, we're, we're grilling out there for people and said, here, you know, I mean, it, it's a testament to this community. And they weren't the only one. It's the only one I personally saw and witnessed and to know. But there's a lot of them out there right now that are doing what they can, that are coming together to help. Again, you know, we are Louisiana strong. We're getting through this. We're going to, you know, everybody still needs help. Do not forget about this community. You know, I hope and pray that the media does not turn their attention elsewhere with the other storm, you know, and, and of course, you know, the people are going to be affected by Nicholas, but, you know, we're still really hurting. Like I said, Lake Charles is still hurting from Laura. You know, this area will definitely be hurting for a while from Ida. I mean, look what happened in New York well, yeah, as well, effects from Ida. So, and, you know, look, it's all about the ratings. And I can tell you this much. We are not worried about the ratings. We just want to give you the story. So that means this. You can check us out and get the real story. And you can also message us on social media yeah. if you have questions, whether it's about if you're local and you need assistance, message us. If you are out of town and you have a question about what the real story is, message us. Don't be afraid to get on the Facebook page. No, I tell everybody, get on, the, the get on the group and share photos of your stories. If you know of a group that's in your community, that's um, either, you know, doing cleanup, if they're cutting trees and, or if they're, you know, just cooking, definitely come online, get in touch with me. I'm going to talk very slow <laughs> so I can give all this information on how you can reach us all over the place because we definitely want that information. The more information we get out right now, the more people we can help. So Absolutely. I will start with my personal Twitter account, which I am at the NOLA girl on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Louisiana strong now has a Twitter account because you know, everything's moved to Twitter over the last couple of years, but we did start off on Facebook and it is Louisiana strong. It is a group. You join it and we will add you immediately. Feel free to post. It's an open group. Anyone can post information or resources there. So Louisiana strong on Facebook and we are now at Louisiana strong on Twitter. It's at Louisiana strong group, LA strong group. And then of course we have our floors truly accounts, which is, at Floors Truly Podcast on Instagram, at Floors Truly Pod on Twitter, and then, of course, Floors Truly Podcast on Facebook. And then also, as I mentioned before, I am an editor for the Canal Street Chronicles, so you can reach us for all your Saints news at Saints CSC on Twitter and then CanalStreetChronicles.com. So, again, that's Louisiana Strong on Facebook and Twitter. And force truly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That is a mouthful. <laughs> is 
a lot. <laughs> but we've got a lot of avenues to cover, a lot of avenues to cover, a lot of resources out there, whether you want to know about saints, if you want to know about hurricane relief, or you just want to talk about what you've been cooking good. Jeff and I always love to talk food. <laughs> I got these white beans on the stove, and I can't wait until they are ready. It's my first home-cooked meal since Ida. I am doing spaghetti and Italian sausage, ground meat tonight so that's that's what i'm cooking uh usually we do spaghetti monday but i didn't do that yesterday so that's today right. we're having no it's not taco tuesday it's spaghetti tonight so hey, mo- spaghetti um, monday tina that's another topic for another show we so talk i'm italian that. okay like, i know <laughs> in I my know. house growing up we didn't have red beans we had spaghetti <laughs> of course so. and you can reach me if you go on the on the twitter sphere i am the nola rolla that is the nola rolla and again, I'll be happy to try to help you however I can. And of course, if you want to reach me on Facebook, you can message or you can post on the Floors Truly page or you can get me Jeff Momus, M-A-U-M-U-S, and you'll find me. That's the best advice I can give you. And I thank everybody for joining us tonight. I hope that you and yours are doing well. Do know that we are here. If you need anything, you have any questions, we're going to get through this. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because we are Louisiana strong. We'll see you next week on Floor Truly. See you then. For a limited time, Comcast Business is introducing small business savings. Call now to save on powerful internet with no annual contract and a money-back guarantee. Call and start saving today. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply.